One of my favorite things is coming up this April. Uh, I've talked about it before, but for me, when I was thinking about what's next, trying to figure out career path and maybe make a transition, I just dreamt of having a place you could go and be with a group of people and have some coaching and guidance. Like, how do you think through this? And what are the plans you need to make? And actually figure out like, what's my sweet spot. And so that dream, we have brought it to life and we are doing our first ever career sweet spot workshop in Richmond, Virginia, April 28th and 29th. So this is going to be a really, really special event because we're curating it in a great space with great food. And, um, it's going to be kind of like a two day mini retreat where you get a number of things. So let me just list them. First of all, you're going to walk away with your career sweet spot, like written down on paper, and you know exactly what you're going after that would bring more fulfillment, that would bring, that would be more enjoyable and more um, life-giving to you. You're also going to walk away with an actionable plan of how to translate that into what's next in your career. So part of what we'll do is we'll actually walk through and teach the steps of the greenhouse method, including how to land your ideal job or how to build your dream business. And, and like I said, have an actual career plan to figure it out. Also, when you come to the workshop, you get a custom greenhouse planner. And this is a new thing we've been developing that has the steps of the greenhouse method kind of built in, like you'll have your vision and goals in there, but you can also use it week after week to stay on track and to kind of take your steps forward. And then also most people's favorite part at greenhouse is one-on-one coaching. And you'll have the opportunity after the workshop to work with a coach one-on-one to kind of stay on track, make it happen. A lot of people appreciate the accountability and structure because there's times on your calendar to move forward and and to make it happen. And when you get stuck, you have someone to kind of think it through. So there are 12 spots available. By the time you're hearing this, there might already be some, some spots being taken up, but you can go to the link in the show notes. It's greenhousecoaching.co slash career dash sweet spot dash workshop. And that has all the information, more details and a link to apply. So if you're, if you're like excited about this, but on the fence about a, an event like that, you can also check out in the show notes, our crash course, the career sweet spot crash course is a short video that kind of goes over, um, the basics of the whole process and you can learn, um, the steps to take. And then of course, go to the workshop or grab coaching if you want help implementing it. So April 28th and 29th in Richmond, Virginia, um, sign up in the link in the show notes. Okay. I am going to give a shout out to someone named Stephanie. It was really wonderful to work with this client because it's your favorite topic. It's goal setting, which bores the rest of the world, but you seem to like, (laughs) right? She came into the session like, I need help with goal setting for my team. Yeah. Because I guess it's an expectation that that she has to, you know, she's like, I right. feel like I should inspire No one would stuff. do such a thing unless it <laughs> <What>? was expected. It's <laughs> <laughs> kind of how she felt, actually. Yeah. But she brought, she was like, I really just need to know the best approach. Is it supposed to be about just my goals or should I, am I supposed to get buy-in? Yeah. The point is we paused for a minute. She had a whole bunch of words, a whole bunch of words. And you know how, where this is going, right? Mm-hmm. If you have too many words or too many of anything, no one even remembers what the goals are. Nothing. Yeah. So the biggest takeaway for her was just that I asked her, what's the whole purpose of having goals? Yeah. And when I just asked her, what's the whole purpose of having goals? She was like, 
Mm, I know where you're going here. It's like to actually shoot for something and remember them. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, and what you have is not memorable at all. So let's just go after it. So we came up with intentions uh-huh. around three areas. And then she's going to do this really great exercise with them where they get to talk about on sticky notes, how. Yeah. So she gives the goal. They're going to, they're going to like own their how. Does yeah. That, sound? that was such a great, she had an aha. It was exciting to guide her a small thing where she was stuck on, and made an actual exercise that we feel we have to do, potentially meaningful. That's really cool. Yeah, it was fun. It's fun to work Cheers, there. Stephanie. Yeah, there we go. All right, so today we're going to work on a question that was brought to us. I love the way it's just worded. Okay, we're just going to laugh right here. It's just, is my resume? Okay. So, of course, you know, I have this sarcastic humor. So, my first thought was, well, mine is. <laughs> <laughs> but this person who asked is, Don't yours know. is not. But yours is not, right? Exactly. <laughs> so of course, in in all like setting the humor aside, it's a tough question because yeah. the truth is, is my resume okay? The problem is is that every single resume looks different for every single human being. Okay, yeah. My like my experience, because you know, everyone's career path's a little different. Like my experience with resume was in college trying to get mm-hmm. that first job at the career fair. And it's like right. everyone had the same exact carbon copy resume. So we all went to the yeah, same, same like, career services, right? <laughs> got the same template. <laughs> and I don't know. I've never really had to like do one that formally since. I've seen that a lot at Greenhouse. People will say either like, man, I haven't had a job search in a long time. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what's relevant now. Or I actually really appreciate this one. Someone who's been maybe um, just staying at home with kids for a while or taking some kind of like mm-hmm. hiatus from work. And then they're like, so I I don't know how to present myself coming back in yeah. to the workplace. And, yeah. and, and then also what's like mm-hmm. the current way of doing it. So it changes. Yeah, that's it. So it's a very broad question. It's a very broad question. By the way, on Facebook the other day, I did see some posts where a mom said, going back into the workforce, uh, been homeschooling for the last 15 years. Am I allowed to use those people as references? And I just cracked up and I felt her pain because I was like, this is the problem here. That would be a great reference, Rap, though. It's like, what would... So the kids, is that what she was saying? I think she's done like co-op teaching. Oh, okay. You know, I was for some reason yeah, well, picturing like, she was like, can my kids be my references? <laughs> like what they would write. Maybe the interview questions are, well, where do they go to college? Botched the yeah. snacks last night. <laughs> Didn't let me watch enough screen time. <laughs> so the angle that I decided to take, because, you know, just like every time we get a question, we always want to ask the individual because we know that everybody's situation is different. Right. Mm-hmm. So I decided I'm not going to tell them anything. Should I just pause right there and say goodbye? <laughs> just kidding. I'm not going to tell them anything that they could Google. Got it? Love it. You can Google what pieces need to go on a resume. So I'm going to give you the tricks. That's what I decided to do today. Genius. Okay. Because, yeah, all the things you're supposed to do in the templates, it's like that, They're there. that matters. But, yeah, it's there. And mm-hmm. honestly, it's not the part that people reading your resume care about anyway. Let's yep. be honest. So the no. tricks are I thought I'd at. just give a few tricks. And, and I will give you a resource at the end of our call today that you can actually use that will help you if you're like, well, thanks, Sunday. At I the actually, end of our call. Oh, sorry. No, sorry. What we are we have doing? callers <laughs> calling in today. <laughs> yes. We have some call-ins call today. And this one comes from Mike Bigsby. Mike, you're on the line. What do you think, I hate Mike? you so much right How now. How is your resume? <laughs> can I hang up on that caller right now? <laughs> um, when we get done with our podcast, I, I'm definitely going to give a resource to them inside of Greenhouse because uh-huh. pe- there are probably people listening who are like, 
the problem is, is that there's so much information out there. Yeah. I get a little confused, but the truth is a lot of it is the same. Yep. So here's what I'm going to do. I think I'm going to talk, the first thought that came to mind was a mindset shift. The first perspective I want you to have about your resume is this. Everyone who's freaking out about their resumes always like, I, I feel unmotivated. So they go week after week after week after week. Well, they go week after week because nobody ever wakes up really in the mood to do a resume. So let's just, <laughs> let's, you know, like you got to just schedule it and you got to do it. Uh-huh. But the mindset shift that I want our listeners to hear is that your resume is only a ticket to the interview. And you've heard me say this before. And why that's such an important mindset shift is that people wordsmith their resumes to death or they own the stories of their life like a baby. Yeah, They're like, I cannot leave that one off. I can't leave. Oh, no, you don't understand. That right. one was super important to me. And I'm like, your job is to hook them to get the ticket and the stories are told in your interview. Yeah, that's a good point because of course certain keywords matter, right? Like you want the tracking systems and stuff to pick up on it, but the person reading your resume is maybe spending like 10 seconds max. Yeah, they say seven to 10 is kind of 20 for the like really caring people. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And that person may not even be at all related to the job itself. They're just an HR person or a staff to to do this this part of the Mm -hmm. process. And and I've even gone into a res, uh, an interview before, assuming that someone has read my resume and they haven't even literally like a recruiter handed it to him two seconds before. And they, again, did that seven minute, seven second swoosh. And so really, the interview is where you need to spend your time. Yeah. But for that, for so for the mindset shift is learn how to do it. Learn how to get through the application tracking system. Know what key components need to be there. Do your best shoot for a page, page and a half. And get the ticket in the door with the keywords and the right format. Yeah. That is really the thing. But I'm going to actually give one really more. Really just have shit. ChatGPT create yeah. your resume. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> let's be honest. Resume writers, watch out, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're just going to be able to talk. Oh, yeah. I have a whole thing on that. The other thing is um, my second mindset, my, my whole thing on that, by the way, I'm just going to go there, is that it was interesting. My husband's a professor, and they had a staff meeting in the business school on Friday. And they really had a whole conversation about that. They basically were like, we need to change what we do in the classroom relative to what students are able to access uh, outside of the classroom and not to see it as a negative thing. The world's yeah. going to keep changing. We can't make it go away. But what can we change to do in the classroom yeah. when they don't have access to that? So it was a really interesting conversation. It probably was. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So the other mindset shift I want you to think about is that the best way to get the ticket to the interview is by networking. Yeah. And people are going to already want to hang up the call. <laughs> hang up. Mike, Mike, do we have, do you still have you, Mike? Don't worry. Networking right. <laughs> isn't as bad as the word sounds. Right. We're just talking about curious conversations. Right. Does that help, Mike? Does it? Like, right. <laughs> Right, let's no, just settle down. It's that the reframing has always helped me too because networking conjures up all these images of like terrible events and skeezy people. It's time think, to network, right? Yeah, you just feel the reality cheesy. is it's like it's conversations, it's the same thing you do with your friends when you meet up or grab a drink or something. It's like, yeah, it's just with intention mm-hmm. and kind of aimed towards a certain goal. Yeah, and if that word scares you a little bit, we do have a podcast that we can put the number in where I actually talk about how to network, but I use the phrasing of how to have a curious conversation. But Mm -hmm. the reality is, well, actually, I'll just give you an an example. I had a, a coaching session this week with someone who reached out with an emergency, I have an interview coming up. Super exciting 
musical creative interview coming up at Netflix. Really exciting. And I asked <laughs> him how, oh my gosh, because you know, yeah. like musicians, like, yeah. oh, it's, it's so exciting. I asked him, so how did you get this opportunity? Uh-huh. Do you think it was by applying and handing his resume in? No, they get millions Millions. of resumes and applications it was by a conversation he had with someone who referred him and said hey i know this guy who does this well let's talk to him and he got the first interview because of that that's not by the way to discourage people the 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 job search is a balance between lots of clicking and sending and equally talking you gotta balance both because i also have plenty of clients who have sent clicked and gotten an interview with absolutely no network Mm -hmm. so it's a yes and it's not a but don't bank on it yeah don't bank on your resume getting found without trying the approach of having good conversations with people and it's it's too easy to feel alone and isolated when you're only doing the click and apply because you're never hearing back and you're not getting any momentum versus when you're at least having a conversation here or there it's it's feeling like okay this is going somewhere and i'm getting feedback or i'm mm-hmm. realizing like what went well in that and what didn't and yeah. and so there's a little more momentum when you're actually uh not just networking but then also um having conversations with people at a company that yeah. you want to go to yeah that's the way. And also people who give referrals internally, like if someone just even gives a referral, one thing it does there is let's just say there's 50 resumes on a desk. The one little shift that takes place is the hiring manager moves yours to the top. Yeah. Because someone internally just said, hey, I talked to this guy named Steve, really great guy. So now what they did was they just said, all right, one little shift towards the positive. It doesn't yeah. mean that that's what gets you the job. It just means you get looked at a little bit longer. Yeah. Yeah. I always like to think of it from the person on the other side of its perspective. Great. If I'm a person in the company, whether it's a hiring manager or just a recruiter or a small team, small business, whatever the case is like that, those people are busy. Like yeah. they have other stuff going on Yeah, and they just want to fill the position as fast mm-hmm. as possible. So like, sure, they might be digging through some resumes mm-hmm. and applications, but, but they really just want to know like, can I shortcut this to a good person versus spending time on like a hundred people who don't fit, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. you want to be able to get quicker to the right person. And yeah, something like a referral or mm-hmm. a connection from someone you already know and mm-hmm. trust, it's so, so much more likely to be a good candidate. So it's like, yeah, that, that part always helps. It's always good to think about it from that angle. Also, the one other shift from that angle I love to think about too is I cannot tell on a resume if you're a royal jerk. Right. You just could be a skilled, difficult person to work with. So the reason people get mad sometimes when they're like, it just feels like, you know, the the networking thing or the referral thing feels unfair. Like, well, it probably can feel a little bit unfair, but to the hiring manager, it doesn't feel unfair because if he gets a referral from someone who has the great skills, by the way, still have to have the skills. It's not like you just hire someone without skills, but also is you you know word on the street is that they're pleasant yeah. to work with their return of investment is better because they the risk is lower yeah cuz they're going to be working with someone who is slightly more guaranteed that might not be a jerk yeah that's also why I love your other trick of kind of putting it the top of the resume more of that personal brand statement something that's in real human language yeah. versus a bunch of jargon cuz now yeah. i at least have a sense that like oh you're a normal person Oh, you actually add value. You don't yeah. just like do all the generic things that everyone always says. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Yeah, that's a good that's one. All right. And so then this is my la- my last one. <laughs> but people uh, 
always are in shock over this one. So I'm going to give you a great hack. So if you were to ask me of any of the components to spend the most time on the resume, it would be, what did you accomplish in your role? Mm -hmm. So what you don't want your resume to look like is a job description. You don't want <laughs> yeah. it to say, I did, I do this, I do this, I do this. So basically you told me what's expected of the job, but you didn't ever tell me what, you know, Steve did in that job that accomplished such and such. Okay, so they need to have numbers. A lot of times they really stand out to people when there's like, I increased or decreased something by a certain percentage. Um, or just words like, I did this, which did this. Like the word which yeah. can really help a lot there. However, these are not easy to write. They're not easy to write. So here's your hack. Google is so helpful. Yeah, You can Google. <laughs> okay, so let's just say I am a teacher and I am looking for teacher you go to Google and you put teacher accomplishment statements and like, <laughs> and they're going to give you a whole bunch of them. Yeah. Now, this doesn't mean that I rob and steal the accomplishment statements so of someone else. Yeah. It's my framework and I fill in the numbers mm -hmm. or the words that are relative to me. But it gives me the, oh my God, because I don't know about you, but I can't think of how to write it sometimes. Right. So Google is, is yeah. so amazing. Yeah. Because again, the person on the other end of the line does not have the context for that job and what you did. Mm -mm. And you have to actually put it in a way that says like, this was a problem and this is, is how, how I solved I it. it. <laughs> like, yeah. This is a thing that I accomplished that solved something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. There was one more piece in there. Uh, oh, the other, the last Google tip there is that if you are changing from being a teacher to let's say moving into learning and development, mm -hmm. Right. Uh, you also can Google your transferable skills. So you'll be able to highlight the words that maybe connect more to the job that you're trying to look for because it, it kind of spreads out. I don't just teach second grade. What are the, what are the skills behind I teach second grade? Yeah. And if you can't think of those, it'll help you out there too. Yeah. I love it. I love it. So the bottom line really is nail your accomplishments with keywords and keep it short. That's really the bottom line here. And uh, save the stories for the interview. I feel like if you don't remember anything, I want you to remember that. And how? here's how we can help it at Greenhouse. Remember I told you I was going to give our callers a... Our callers. Yeah, Mike's uh, been waiting a, on the line. Yeah. <laughs> the, whole, the whole time is that in our membership at Greenhouse, we do have a track for job seekers. And it's a whole... It's a digital course. So if you're just like exhausted by trying to figure out what the answers are, I did the hard work for you and narrowed it down relative to the trends that are current right now, 2022, 2023. And we have a module on how you should write your resume, all the components that are needed in it so that you don't have to look that up and examples in our membership that you can do all by yourself. And then if you're still, if you feel like I need more, you can then tap into a coaching session to take a deeper dive. Yeah. In it. Yeah. That's great. So um, actually on the membership page of the website at the bottom near the pricing uh, you can just click and grab a coaching session there. Um, so I think that covered some good hacks. I like that you just honed in on the the tricks and yeah. not all the stuff people can get. Because we could have had, we would have been on here for two hours. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs>